I am JD from How It Stacks, and I'm here to give you a little bit of foresight into our show. This is correct. Professor Willis and I and the Bulldog tend to get a little carried away and excited about our topics, and we can use a little language that might not be suitable for work. So this is a forewarning for all you listeners out there in magical internet land that we do use language like... F. And B. And C. And D. And what's left? I don't know, but we use variations of all of those. Okay. So for those out there with sensitive ears and listening land, this is a forewarning. We use language on the show. Bitches. And you're never going to believe who this is. It's Bulldog and... That's right. And Willis. Hi, welcome to and How It Stacks. this is fucking How It Stacks. <laughs> With no JD, because That's we right. said F that guy. Yeah. We kicked him out. Who needs him? Not really. He, uh... <laughs> this is... <laughs> might as well go ahead and spoil it, because it's... it's in the header and well you know what how are you doing i'm good good how are you i'm doing well doing now that well. we got that out of okay. the way what were you gonna say uh, no i was gonna say this is day three for pensacon uh, oh yeah it's Hot, been a long time coming cover. no jd uh was not able to make it to yeah, day it's, three it's only been it's only been about a week since we recorded day two right yeah no i haven't yeah. been long but yeah. it's been as of it's been, recording it's been a month since the con right that's what yeah. I, was, I was gonna say as of recording it's been a month since the con so thank you for being patient oh yeah we appreciate it. But anyway, so... Day three. Pensacon day, day three, man. We, uh, uh, we started off with a piece of news. Uh, it turned out to not be uh, not be a big deal, but JD couldn't make day three because his wife was in the hospital. Yep. Thinking they were going to have baby Ollie, who is yep. now here, but at yeah. the time did not happen. Yeah, and so. we haven't... We, for, for the record... I don't think that JD has spoken more than like a handful of sentences to either of us since that baby came into being. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And I don't, I can't say I blame him. This this second round, I've been through it here recently. Yeah. Do not blame him one bit. Takes, it, uh, takes, it takes a little while before you get your schedule. Yeah. You know? Well, that and you're afraid to try and form sentences because you know it's not going to work. Yeah. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him one bit. Yeah. Sleep deprivation does that. Yeah. So I, uh, Let's say we showed up Sunday morning. It was actually a pretty light day overall. Anyway, it was yeah, the last I mean, day. Yeah, I mean, it was it was so. a little shorter. I think the uh, the last panel started at like maybe five or six o'clock. Right. Uh, well, the first ones though didn't start till ten ten thirty. Yeah, something no, the like last that? the last panels the last panels ended at six o'clock, and they probably had the base center locked by six thirty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they were ready to go. Yep. Uh, very shortly after the, after the convention was over, uh, they, they let me walk around in there while the vendors and stuff were breaking down because right. I had a media badge, right. but they were kicking everybody out fast. That's when I caught, I got my only, um, my only piece from the vendors. I bought a, um, an etched glass. Yeah. yeah. So I bought that. Cause I that. met you back on the floor. Mm-hmm. That I was after the con was over. Technically, I was yeah. like, "Hey, you still yeah, selling?" My, he was the like, only, "Yeah, Why the not? only piece, uh, the only piece I got from any of the tables was actually before the con started." Oh, nice! Please. And actually, the funny story was, I bought. Uh, it was a local Pensacola vendor uh, from the I think the Etched Zebra. I think is the name of the the place. Uh, something Zebra. Yeah. They sell etched glass. Yeah, and uh, maybe the Crystal Zebra. Man, I really should have thought of that ahead of time. Anyway, yeah. he uh, he actually. He sold it to me and then realized it was the last bag of an of an opened pack of bags to pack things with. And he was like, oh, did me a favor. That's less than I have to deal with later. So no problem. Anytime. Awesome. <laughs> Glad I could help. So he packed oh, that yeah. up and we, we went on our way. But What was the glass etched with? Uh, it was um, the Pensacon Trident. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I meant to grab the one with the date, but evidently in the... In the rush to not bother him, I just yeah. picked one up, and it wasn't. It didn't have the date on it. Oh so yeah, it's a generic Pensacon uh, still etched trident on still, a, that's awesome. a mug. No, no, I enjoy it. Yeah. I use it every time I can. 
Yeah. I'm like, coffee? Sure. It's going uh, to be in a glass mug. Why not? I got a really neat, uh, the, the only thing I got from the, from the vendors was uh, this little tiny pendant on a chain that's, uh, that's an alien in the curled up pose. Yeah. yeah, yeah where yeah. the tail meets the head. Right. It's it almost like makes the, like kind of a circle. It's almost like the, the, um, almost like a logo. Well, it, but there's it on, a, there's a, um, what is that? It's a uh, Elder Scrolls has a, a dragon. Yeah, yeah, that that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of got the same shape to yep. it. Like it's bent back over itself in a circle. Or and, the snake uh, eating itself from the, yeah. uh, Civil War. Or, um, yeah. Oh I know what gosh, you mean. What, oh my gosh. What am I talking about? I know anyway, what you mean. Back to Pensacon. So what was your first panel? Uh, first basically panel, we, we got there. We realized JD wasn't going to be there, and then we had to throw, uh, much like the other days, we had to throw kind of our, our plan kind of out right. the window. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what are you covering? What am I covering? All right, we'll meet, we'll see each other in six hours. Right. You know. It ended up being less than that, thankfully. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't too bad. We ended up um, splitting up. I ended up going to the base Center, so mm-hmm. um, I figured you'd already gotten comfortable in your prison, so I figured yeah. you'd stay there. <laughs> yeah. First one I went to was, I believe G.I. Joe, I think was the first, what's, what technically started first, but because of timing, um, I was splitting my time between that and drawing for kids. So G.I. Joe, the G.I. Joe panel yeah, had... Yeah, because they're both at the same time. Basically. Uh, one started 15 minutes earlier than the other, yeah. but they, they uh, ran. This was at 10.30 and 10.45. Right. So G.I. Joe panel had uh, Larry Hama, who did... Um, artwork for yeah. G.I. Joe, but he also did uh, The Death of Captain America and some Avengers stuff. Yeah, he's, and then, uh, he's written a couple of novels, too. I actually saw one of his novels, uh, one of his Captain America novels at Barnes & Noble a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Uh, so him and uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah. yeah, so if you don't know who that is, I don't know where you've been living, uh, but it hasn't. But it ain't America. <laughs> right. Uh, somebody brought it up. It might it might have been J.D. on uh, one of the other Pentagon Day podcasts. Uh it's, I mean, it's Sergeant Slaughter and Mr. T are the only two living G.I. Joe. You know, they're, they're real-life G.I. Joes. Right. You know. Right. But it's, uh, he still just owns that part, and it's great. Like, oh, he yeah. came in pressed. Like, the, the uniform looked fantastic. Oh, he was, so he was wearing the oh, uniform? Oh, he was, oh, yeah. Oh, hell like, yeah. Like, mm, to, the, to the nines. Yeah. Isn't that the phrase? Yeah. To, dressed to the, to yeah. the nines? Yeah. Like, nice hat. I never noticed this in the past, but his hat, the, uh, the nice crisp hat, yeah. has, like, gold, um, it, it almost looked like sequins <laughs> going around the top of it. I'll have to go back and look at a picture. That is not military issue. Yeah, right, right. Well, I don't think this whole outfit is technically military <laughs> yeah. issue. Uh, the other panel at the same time was Drawing for Kids, and that's actually with uh, Stephen Butler, who did um, some Spider-Man stuff and Sonic the Hedgehog, but he also did next year's Pensacon um, logo, which was oh, kind of cool. cool. So we got a the brief... Scott Shaw, you said? Uh, no, no, no. This was Steve, Stephen Butler did oh, okay. next year's um, artwork, which we got a sneak peek before anyone saw it in the cool. class because he was he was uh, cycling through some of his artwork and he was yeah. like, "Oh, you guys probably aren't supposed to see that yet. Oops, <laughs> oh, here it is." And it wasn't colored; it was just penciled in. But yeah. it was it was kind of cool to cool. see that up, up front. But he uh, he's from Mississippi, just a local dude. Are they are they sticking with the the uh... Almost the Neptune kind of vibe. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The trident. And oh, yeah. The, yeah. It's still him. Uh, it's up on their Pensacon page or up oh, on the, uh, the Facebook page now. Oh, cool. So it, uh, they're sticking with uh, tri- King Triton. King uh, Triton? Well, I, that's the. It's, when you Is picture that, a Triton, that's yeah. what he looks like with, yeah. a, with his trident. Oh, okay. I didn't know if he had a name. I, I, I'm calling him King Triton okay. because that's I'm Little Mermaid, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that's he just reminds me of that character, yeah. except he has red hair instead of white. But yeah. 
it's a younger we king should do fred. some old disney movies yeah we haven't done any disney movies i don't think we have can we, we did the I tv shows i don't think they stream anywhere that's the problem yeah and so many and there are a bunch of them in the fall right too, so, so we'll have to find some on vhs or something and, yeah, and do a watching I've, party. i've got loads of them on vhs might have to do a watching party yeah so we'll we'll put those in the in the the queue steve scott uh who we met last year i actually Mm -hmm. didn't get as much uh, i didn't get any time to really sit and talk with him this year which is a bummer because i had a lot of fun with Mm -hmm. him last year Uh, i stopped by and said hey because i saw him in artist alley yeah Uh, i mean i I, i've bumped into him a couple of times i offered him a ride one time i saw him you know hopping you know hoofing it with i guess i don't know if it's his agent or what Mm -hmm. but i mean he's a he's a pretty big artist he did uh he did a lot of the artwork for the dark knight trilogy I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, he designed. Nice. Uh, uh, I want to think uh, he's uh, uh, he's. I mean, he's Christopher Nolan's favorite Batman artist. Really? Yeah, he did a lot of stuff for uh, Dark Knight and stuff like that. I'll have to look up exactly which you know what he did. He's done a lot of. I mean, he's done a lot of comic work too, but he's right. done some consulting on movies and things. You like know, that. What? I I remember hearing that he did that. I didn't remember. <laughs> Because you know that uh, that uh, the print that I got from him last mm-hmm. year of uh, of Batfleck, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right? Yeah, it was uh, that uh, that thing went kind of viral just because he was noodling around with you know the idea of Ben Affleck as Batman, right. and he had had experience working with Nolan on Dark Knight, right? So, anyway, People so taking uh, it as as as, as truth. <laughs> so, which which one do you think? Uh, which one do you did you find more enjoyable, GI Joe or drawing? Um, because drawing for kids. yeah, the drawing for kids is probably more entertaining for me because I I have that artistic side. That I enjoy creating. I don't draw as much as I used to. Yeah, um, but I, I kind of enjoyed seeing his perspective and just hearing about yeah some of the. He didn't get in a whole lot of the details of the business because it was they were twelve year olds. They were like, yeah. that he he knew they didn't. Yeah, even if he could explain it, that even if they did kind of care, they wouldn't fully mm-hmm. grasp the concept of yeah. Um, you know, time crunches and everything else. So he, yeah. he delved into it a little bit, but it was more of like, hey, parents, if your kids are interested, know that it's going to be tough. Uh, the Invaders End panel is one of the ones I was really looking forward to. It was uh, Frank Conniff, who was on, uh, who was the Mystery Science Theater panel. Right. Uh, he was uh, a writer and played. Uh, so he was a live Frank. character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, well, and. Pretty much everything he he plays, he's he's Frank. Right. You know, he's just one of those guys. Uh, he was Frank on Mystery Science Theater three thousand for five seasons. He was also a writer and producer on uh, the Drew Carey Show and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, HBO's Perversions of Science, and the new Tom Green Show on MTV. Uh, he was the head writer on Invader Zim and a writer for Disney's Twisted Fairy Tales. But I, I did not know that he was the head writer for Invader Zim, and that's probably one of the reasons why I still love that show. Yeah, it's such uh, a good show. I love that show. <laughs> I love that uh, cupcake. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> but it was uh, uh, Ricky Simons who was hilarious. Uh, he seemed. He didn't seem super approachable. He seemed spastic. Yeah, like I'm he's, just he's, watching he's, the, some of the like video you, you took. If you if you see him, you can totally see Gert. Right. You know, he's just, he's got wild hair and, you know, he's got kind of a hipster kind of look about him. He's got the funny glasses right. and, and it's just, he's, uh, it's, he, it's not quite that he lives that character, but you can totally see that character coming from him. Right. And, uh, he was hilarious in everything he did. He, uh, 
he was real big on uh, letting everybody know that he's not a good voice actor. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, at one point he even, uh, uh, he tried, uh, he was telling a story about how he tried to, uh, he started taking voice acting classes. Right. And Jonan Vasquez, the creator of Invader Zim and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and a bunch of other stuff, uh, found out about it and pulled him off to the side and was like, dude, stop taking those classes. I need you to be bad. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. You suck and that's that's good. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's, I don't... that's why I hired you. Yeah. There was some cool stuff. And, and man, Gert is just such a great supporting character. I mean, it's just nonsense slapstick comedy that works so well for a Nickelodeon show. And uh, uh, the uh, the third person on the panel was Olivia Dabo, who we right. you know we talked about on the the Saturday show. Uh, again, just delightful. She, Wait, was she? She played uh, she played a character in season four that lasted for a couple of uh, uh, I didn't realize she was a part of that show. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> no she idea. did uh, she did another Invader. Uh, it was uh, Tack, the hideous new girl. Is, hmm. Okay, was was her uh, was the two part episode that she was. It's the first two episodes of season four, and she plays a villain, another Urkin invader that comes over to take over Earth because M is a, because Zim is a bumbling idiot, right? Uh, so she comes over to take over Earth, and she's you know kicking ass, taking names and shit. And you know, okay, I remember that story arc now. Yeah. Okay, but uh, did not realize that was great. Her. Panel the the questions uh, the questions from the crowd were good. I don't remember a lot of them, but I do think we got some video from it. Uh, yeah, we got we got some video out of most of your panels. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't shoot video for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, JD had my the camera that's that right, good video. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I we couldn't do any. yeah we couldn't do video on that. And uh, yeah, now I mean, uh, all in all, I mean, Invaders Zen was an awesome panel. It was one of the ones I was super excited about. Ed did a great job moderating it as always. Uh, as always, yeah. Like I said, you know, like I said in the last one. Overall, I mean, the the moderators this year were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a great job running it. Uh, kept things pretty quick. Uh, there was the occasional, you know, one maybe two people in the question line who did some stupid shit. Yeah, you know, just coming up and and kind of monopolizing time and right. asking silly questions. I've got one question, but really, it's like four in one. Yeah. So I'm going to take half an hour, and you're like, exactly. no, you're not. No. Yeah. No. You you ask your question, I have, and then you step away from the microphone. I have a story about Trina uh, later. For, okay. Remind me if I don't. Well, get I mean, to it. that's I mean, that's that's more than enough on Invader Zim. You had Dave Dorman next, right? Yeah. I, honestly, I was. Um, I'm trying to remember what I actually. Remember from that because it's been a month and I've got a horrible memory. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a lot of Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah, uh, and that's, also uh, his his big thing. He's really known for his Star Wars art. Yeah, I want to. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember us staying on that topic a lot. It seems like I remember Indiana Jones being a more part of the, the discussion, and that may have really? been that may have been um, uh, a like attendee panel attendee driven. So I. I I just remember more Indiana Jones talk more than anything for some reason. Okay. For for the record, Dave Norman has won an Eisner, an Inkpot, and uh, the Bram Stoker Award. Uh, he's actually won the Bram Stoker Award twice. Nice. Uh, num- uh, voted number one Star Wars artist of all time by fans of the property worldwide. 
and uh, has an art book called Star Wars, The Art of Dave Dorman that was an international bestseller. Oh, you know what it was? Okay, I know I know why I missed part of Dave Gorman. I was trying to find Roy Woolley's Blood and Guts. Thing. Oh, yeah. And I, man, I wish, I wish I could have been to that. I actually got a chance to sit down and talk with Roy Woolley, and I told him I was going to try and, and come to these because they have right. – uh, I don't think anybody but the two special effects guys did them, but they had these like private, private panels, yeah, like these private little workshops that you could pay extra and go sit. And, and they weren't terribly expensive. Yeah, no, it was like maybe thirty, forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to get like to get an hour or whatever with yeah. him to get like essentially a, a private lesson, but yeah. a group private lesson. Yeah, on but still, I mean, their I, specialty. I, I wanted I wanted to see how many people actually signed up for it. How the I, I did get a chance to talk to him. He said the turnout was really good. Good. But, yeah, I, uh, I was searching for that, and by the time I realized I wasn't going to find it in time for anything to be meaningful, yeah. I rushed to Dave Gorman and caught maybe the last. And I really wanted to. I, and I, I really wanted to go see it, you know, partially because because of that. But I mean, it was a secluded thing; like it was right. off the vendor floor. It was back in the locker rooms, and uh, I really wanted to go and catch that. But you know, we were you know, we were too crunched for time. Yeah. We had to cover what we had to cover. Chances are, if you've seen Star Wars artwork besides the the. Movie movies. poster, right? Yeah. You know, besides the movies, I don't know if he did any work on the prequels or not. But uh, you're talking like book covers. You're thinking uh, like comics and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it was probably a Dave Dorman. Yeah, it was. There, it's a safe bet that it was probably Dave Dorman. After Dave Dorman, I think is when I I rush over to meet you because yeah, of timing. I was, I was already in Never Ending Story at that point. Right. <laughs> Although I didn't, I mean, I, uh, no, Grand Ballroom was at WrestleMania, so that was... Oh, yeah, that's right. I skipped over WrestleMania, didn't well, I? Well, no, that was next. So Dave Dorman was 11.30 to 12.15. 12 to 12.45 was WrestleMania, so that's that's right at that time frame. Okay, so yeah, no, 11 to 11.45, yeah. I had Never we skipped Story. over. Yeah, we skipped over yeah. Never Ending Story, yeah. So um, Never Ending Story was awesome. It was it was a movie that I really, really liked when I was growing up, and one that we've we've tossed around as an idea for an episode of How It Stacks for a while now. It's still... been on the list for a good little while. We're uh, and it was one of the ones we were thinking about doing for our next episode, mm-hmm. but uh, hmm. the panel was really cool. Uh, I'm not that familiar with Noah Hathaway. He was the uh, the little Atreyu. kid. Yeah, he was yeah. a Treyu. He was a Treyu. Mm-hmm. Okay, a Treyu was the horse riding guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, the little kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. not not the one from the real world. He was the 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 shirtless. Yeah. Native American looking That's right. horse okay. riding uh, yeah. kid. Uh and uh I mean he was funny. He he handled the crowd really well. I actually I've got a uh, I've got some some good video from Never Ending Story. I got to ask a uh, a couple of questions and uh the question I asked I don't think is on the video but his answer is uh, I asked Alan Oppenheimer, uh, basically because he's been in TV so long, I mean, since classic TV era, you know, what kind of things he had noticed differently, what he, you know, what he had, what he thought of the state of television today. And he goes off for a couple of minutes about how horrible all of this shit today is. I, I remember and, uh, that. And I remember the the question the, that somebody asked, I don't know if it was you or not, but um, somebody asked what Alan Oppenheimer geeks out about. Yeah, and his response to that was clear. He's yeah. like, "What do you? 
I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it's like, in your day, it'd be a hobby. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, what, do you call me old? And he was like, yeah. now he's speaking my language. And yeah. everybody was like, no, oh, he didn't take offense to that. He's like, no, I'm yeah. old. What, yeah. I don't speak your crazy language. Yeah. It was great. So. But now, uh, anyway, he, uh, he goes off on this, uh, on this thing about how... You know, TV today is all quick cuts, and right. there's no real. Oh, characters. I did catch that. I did catch. There's that. no real characters, and how all the the leading men and leading ladies are interchangeable. Right, and uh, just yeah, and which uh, to some degree I kind of agree with. I I think it's a little codgerly or curmudgeonly. Curmudgeon, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the quick. It's 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 a little it's a little old because there there is there are really good TV shows that are out today that I think do a good job with characters. Right, but like ninety nine percent. The vast majority I, okay, we'll is not in that category. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, well, the, the funny part was I can't remember who mentioned this, but somebody mentioned, and it wasn't at Pensacon, but it just it relates to the, to the quick cutting comment he made. Yeah. Uh, somebody pointed out all of Guy Fieri's stuff on Food Network mm. is less than like 15 seconds per shot, oh, yeah. except on him when he's eating. Yeah. Like everything else <laughs> is like 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 literally someone stirring and then going somewhere else. And then yeah. like it's 15 seconds or less per yeah. shot until it's to someone eating something. Yeah. It may not be him, but they, they made a joke about him eating. But uh, yeah. it was just nuts because <laughs> now they've said that, I can't watch those shows. Yeah, I know. Like you see him and you're like, oh, literally, they're just, it's literally just yeah. 15 seconds. It's just, it's, it's almost like they just, patch together a bunch of b-roll stuff yep. you know yeah but with, uh, some, and, with some narration <laughs> and i get that and you know this is coming from somebody who worked on green acres and beverly right. hillbillies and stuff like that i think he uh he said he did some stuff on i dream of genie and bewitched and oh nice all of those classic tv shows right chances are he was on at least one or two episodes of whatever your favorite show was from that from era. that era yeah you know and uh it was just really cool because, like I said, on on a certain level, I do agree with him. It's it's on average, pan, it's almost it's like correct. pandering to the people with the lowest attention span because right. it's kind of what you have to do today. Yep, which is unfortunate, but uh, still, just a, a really really fun panel, really good stuff. Uh, Again, I was I was geeking out on Alan Oppenheimer being there for months before the actual convention. I right. had been looking into his stuff, so I could give a shit that it was a never-ending story panel. You're right. You I were was there more for interested, Alan Oppenheimer. I was more interested in the fact that it was an Alan Oppenheimer <laughs> That's panel. That's great. Because uh, I don't think we mentioned it. He was the voice of uh, yeah, the Yeah, he was dragon. the voice of, uh, uh, in, in NeverEnding Story, he was... He was the Luck Dragon. Um, uh, yeah, he was that. Uh, uh, he said the Luck Dragon. He was Rockbiter. God, what is the Luck uh, Dragon's name? I can't think of... He has a name. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, jeez. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But he was, uh, he was also Rockbiter and uh, Falcor. No, Falcor. Oh, it was Falcor. That's, yeah, that's oh, the okay. Luck Dragon. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, and I was watching some of the video... Um, for that panel, and Noah was talking about uh, almost not curmudgeonly, but just talking about the fact that everybody uses CG and green screens now. And he yeah. was saying how how nice it was to to literally be looking at a rock biter. He was yeah. like, there was no pretending. There was a giant freaking puppet in front yeah. of you, and you could you could talk to that. And he was like, maybe more and people have imagination, but I, I don't know if I could thing, have done that. That's another thing that became kind of a common thread in some of these celebrity panels mm-hmm. was. Everybody hates green screen. Yeah. Everybody hates green screen. If you were ever going to a convention and you're thinking of asking one of these people in the Q&A line, hey, what's it like working with green screen? Just accept this answer right now. They all hate it. Yeah, right. They all hate it. Well, it's it would be like me 
Because you're trying to give a convincing acting performance to a goddamn tennis ball. Right, a tennis ball yeah. or a broomstick or, or yeah. nothing at worst. It just, I, I fully, I, I can gather that. that. That can't be easy or fun. Yeah. I guess at best you would have something like uh, the, the latest, um, I said the latest, it's the only movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy, where uh, Sean gun is in place of the eventual cgi rocket raccoon and there and you can interact and that would be the the best potential um way to do that is you have someone in person in front of you in a green screen outfit that they're going to replace later yeah so but. for never ending story alan oppenheimer was falcor gmork Rockbiter and the narrator i don't know who gwork is i don't either i don't remember, I don't remember it's that. been a really long time since i've seen that so. uh oh he was also uh the voice of skeletor Mm-hmm. And uh, Vanity Smurf, all nice. Smurfs, okay, all Smurfs, and uh, Rhinoki and Croc from the Wuzzles, but I never saw the. I don't Wuzzles. know what the Wuzzles are. Yeah, I don't know. That's not not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, that was never ending story. Great, great panel. Uh, again, mostly because Alan Oppenheimer is a fucking legend and did not get. I don't. I don't think people realized how big of a deal he was. So yeah, yeah, I've been I've been actively pushing Alan Oppenheimer on everybody yeah. since a couple of months before the con. I was like, dude, this guy's awesome. Yeah, he's not quote unquote currently relevant, so yeah. people don't pay attention. But it's, he, uh, it's sad to see. He he also he gave us a station ID, which was really cool. Nice. Yeah. I still have in in the voice of Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. I have to, I still awesome. to pull that out. So uh, after that, well, Dave Gorman technically, so we already covered that. And then the, the next would be the wrestler panel, which was... Yeah, I had, uh, I had the wrestler panel. Uh, what were you doing around then? Uh, that was Dave Gorman at the same overlap, not much. Yeah. There was a 15-minute overlap. And then I, uh, because I'm a fatty, I went and grabbed food on the way to see you. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, cool. So um, the wrestler panel was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I've got a lot of video and pictures and stuff from the wrestler panel, I, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it nearly as much as I did. Uh, it opened up with uh, the uh, the moderator, uh, Debbie Coon Dunkerley. She did really well in another panel. I think she was G.I. Joe. From Yo, the, yeah. I think she was a yeah, G.I. Joe she did, moderator. She did the wrestler panel. She came out in, uh, in referee of, clothes yes. so, same, and, same and, introduced, and introduced the fighters in this corner. Oh, that's great. And, uh, okay. and they had them come out uh, through... The you know, the grand ballroom has a door on either side of the stage that leads right. to the backstage area, and uh, they would have one come from this door, one come from the other door, one nice. come from this door. And it was in this corner, and she would read off their achievements, you That's know, great. in and out of wrestling, right? And and introduce them, and they'd come out and sit down. And it was uh, see the uh, the wrestlers were uh, Don Fargo. Who was, uh, he's a little more old school than some of the other stuff. He's really old school wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he, uh, he, I, I, that was probably the, the best clip from that, from that panel. I pulled it out with him. Yeah. Like his, he was basically saying, like, no, none of these guys could handle us back in our prime. Like, yeah. He was like, there's, there would be no contest, no contest. Yeah. And, and I think part of that is because this is before wrestling became wrestling entertainment. Right. You know, like they may have still been pulling some punches, maybe. Right. But, uh, but it was way more gruesome than it is as we know it today. Right. And they, they were all real big on, on pointing that out. <laughs> that none of the, that none of the people today, the, the, Mm-hmm. that do it today 
could uh, could handle doing it back when they did. Anyway, uh, Don Fargo, super old school, but uh, a bigger deal than probably a lot of people realize as far as wrestlers go. Uh, see, uh, his uh, his big uh his biggest match that that was listed in the Pensacom paperwork anyway was uh him and his quote unquote brother you know his tag team partner right. like, you know it was Jackie Fargo uh headline Madison Square Gar- Garden on March 30th 1957 jeez yeah i didn't realize he didn't look that old uh yeah their uh, uh said their match against Argentina Roca and Miguel Perez drew 20,125 people and about $60,000. He didn't look like he could have been in that. The biggest he really atten- good. it was the biggest attendance and gate in Madison Square Garden up to that time. Jeez. It it broke the records. Wow. So he looks really was, good uh, for his age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crap. I mean, yeah. It's, he's he's got kind of a macho man thing yeah. going with the bandana and the sunglasses. Right. You know, he's he's one of the guy, one of those guys that wears sunglasses inside. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Meh. He's a professional wrestler, though. You can get away with yeah, that. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to say anything. It was Don Fargo, then uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he, uh, that's that's actually one of the first things he did when he came out. Nice. As uh, you know, the the moderator introduced him in this corner, blah 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 blah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? And he comes out, and uh, he may as well have been carrying a two by four. Nice. I mean, he was he was his character. That's fantastic. And uh, kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, you might as well might, might as well just keep going. <laughs> he comes out, and uh, uh, he comes out, and he, he goes, "All right, just just one to get us kicked off." Hell. And he's like, you know what comes after that, right? USA. USA. <laughs> USA. And he had the whole room chanting. Nice. It was great. Uh, so she introduces uh, the the next two, which are... Uh, the exotic... Uh, uh, the exotic Adrian Street, right. who uh, his thing back in the day was he was a cross-dresser. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a heel. He was always a bad guy. And of all of the ones who were there... He, I think he stuck to his character better than the other ones did. Like the other ones were there doing a panel. Right. He was there as Adrian Street. Okay. He was the only one that showed up in like a wrestling onesie. Right. And it was pink. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> and uh, oh, it, was, it was really funny because every time I, I got up close to take a picture of him, he would flex. Nice. <laughs> well played. You know, like he kept his back super straight like a military guy. And he had his, his hands... Like, you know, elbows cocked out, fists together on the table. Right. And you could just see him. Like, whenever I would come up and get the camera real close, he would just tense up. <laughs> and you can see, you can totally see it in the pictures. Nice. But uh, he played his, uh, he played his part. Like, he was even the heel on the panel. Like, <laughs> somebody asked him, you know, like what, uh, asked down the line, you know, what were your favorite matches to do? It's like, whatever ones I could cheat in. Nice. You know, like he was, he was real big on, on like, look, I cheat, you know, I'm not a good guy. That's what I do. And Miss Linda, who was his manager and is now his wife. Right. Uh, she was there with him too. And you know, she, you know, they all had really cool stories. I got to get up and ask a couple of questions. Uh, there've been a couple of, uh, WWE guys coming into UFC lately. And I wanted to see what they thought of it and who they would like to see. In right. the UFC, and I've got that answer on video too, so check for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may have been posted already. 
It may be. I vaguely be. remember that that clip yeah. already. <clears throat> but they uh, uh, they went through that and uh, just a really really cool panel. Uh, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it like I did, but it was awesome. It was really really cool. And uh, I was telling my dad about it the next day and uh, showing you know showing him pictures after we got back. And when I listed them off, I'm like Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Don Fargo, Miss Linda, Adrian Street. And you know, so he was uh, nice. he was like, I remember Adrian Street. Nice. Because <laughs> he would come out in makeup and dresses. And one of his things is he would, uh, oh, man, I forget what his, uh, he would do something like kind of iffy to the other wrestler like it was something like vaguely homoerotic oh okay gotcha. i forget what it was exactly but uh shit uh yeah i'm, I'm looking i'm looking at his stuff to see if they've got it listed in here but i guess they wouldn't have that listed yeah in the, probably not. In the official pentagon yeah, stuff probably not. you know <laughs> what he did to emasculate other wrestlers in the ring <laughs> But uh, it was a great panel, man. It was awesome. And, uh, like, I wasn't – I kind of wish they had done that last year, too, because they had a bunch of wrestlers there. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's a great idea if they they keep bringing in wrestlers to get them all together in a room and make them do a panel. That was really cool. Yeah. So they – I think after that is when I – I actually came in in the the beginning to middle of the Adams Family panel, which is next. And this is the – for the most part, the original Adams family. Not yeah, it was uh, it movie. was uh, Lisa Loring who played Wednesday Adams on the original '60s TV show. Right. That was Felix Silla, who was uh, at least Cousin. I think I'm saying his name, his last name, right? Oh, I don't I'm, even I'm ask assuming me. it's Silla. <coughs> don't ask but, me. Uh, anyway, he was cousin it on the original '60s right. TV show, and then Carol Stroykin, who was Lurch in both of the Adams family movies, which right. will be our next episode. Right. Uh not technically a Pensacon episode, but since we're coming off of, yeah, you know, since we're coming off of Pensacon, why not do a couple of things that are, you know, that we really should have done before Pensacon? Yeah. <laughs> there's too many guests to do all of it before Pensacon. Yeah. So why not continue on and, exactly. and watch some, some fun. So yeah, we're going to, I'm actually looking forward to that. I've, I've seen those movies recently and um, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, you know, it's going to be a fun episode, but uh <laughs> Anyway, great panel. Uh, Lisa Loring was shithouse. She was drunk. Uh, I don't know if she was like super drunk, but she came in. Uh, she came in sipping what was obviously not her first mimosa of the day, and uh, it's like I, I couldn't. I couldn't get any good pictures of her because her like most of the time when she wasn't talking, she was sitting there with her eyes closed, just breathing. And like she would just sit there with her eyes closed until she polished off uh, until she polished off that mimosa. I was expecting somebody to bring another one out to her, <laughs> like she had that prearranged. But uh, I mean, it was it was cool hearing stories from it. But she was like five years old when she was on the right, show, right? She was you know, young, so so what what little bit she remembers was very tame. Uh, Felix Silla's stories from it were way way more in depth. And Carol Stroykin was really cool just because he's got a cool story. He's not from the U.S. He's from uh, one of the Russian states, I think. Who? Uh, Carol Stroykin. No, he's... Um, or Carl Stroykin. It was, it, was, uh, it was Carol, but I think it's from Finland? Something like... Okay, maybe, yeah. yeah it wasn't... Um, it was either Danish or Finland. It, okay. it was... It, it was um, 
I want to say anyway. It, she, he's either Dutch or Finnish. It, I, I believe it's Finnish. But um, yeah, he. Um, I don't, he just seems super, super nice. Yeah, he seemed like a really cool like, guy. Like, that, I, like, I really just want to hang out with him. Not that Felix and... I want uh, him to be my giant buddy. Not that Felix and Lisa would have been mean, but yeah. he just seemed like that Felix super, did seem a little a little short-tempered. Well, but not like... Not outright mean at the panel. It, it was just a, like... Carol just seemed like... He was just like, you know, I just... I really enjoyed being in movies. You know, yeah. I, I didn't plan on it. That was a really yeah. cool story where he was yeah. like... I didn't plan on being in movies, yeah. but you know, he somebody... told a really cool story about uh, about getting to uh, about downing a really expensive bottle of scotch with Raul Julia. Uh, oh, I don't think uh, I caught that. I don't think I caught that. That must have been before been I got before in there. You got in. It must have been. But it was. Uh, yeah, he was telling a really cool story about how he got to share a bottle of scotch with Raul Julia before he passed away. Yeah. So the um, most of this was pretty cool. I didn't realize. Um, what was I? I forgot what I was about to say. It was something about the the original show. I've watched inter, you know parts of it. Obviously, I wasn't around when it was here or yeah. when it was airing. But um, see, I watched a lot of classic TV just because I grew up. On well, I remember I remember you know? Monsters and Get Smart yeah. and stuff. But I, I just didn't. I don't remember watching a whole lot of the original Adams Family yeah. TV show. But they were talking about something where, God, I can't remember. It was something about the way they filmed it, and it, I want to say it was just the. the 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 small amount of takes they were allowed because of the way it was filmed. Yeah. I, I can't remember what the reasoning was, but there was just there was one aspect of the production side that really impressed me. And I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but I, and I should have should have written that down. But yeah. uh, I was busy trying to take pictures. So yeah. um, it was a really cool panel, though. I hope that we can get uh, more entertaining panels like that. So yeah. uh, there are some and panels I, that aren't I, I, as I really like that they were that they were getting some classic TV mm-hmm. people because I wasn't expecting them to go that route. Right. And it was really cool getting to see some of those people from, you know, those classic shows. Right. And most because I mean most of those people aren't around anymore. Right. You know, yeah. I mean Dick Van Dyke's still alive, but chances are he's not gonna come to Pensacon. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. You know, yeah. it would it would be cool. It would yeah. be awesome. But you could always give it a shot. Yeah, and then after uh, after Adam's family, which uh, man, and, oh by the way, another another shout out to Ed on uh, on Adam's family. He did a great job with that panel. He had some really cool questions. Uh, and what was it after that? Oh, it was, it was uh, Attack I think on that Titan. Was Attack on Titan? Yeah. So that's when you. Yeah, left, this is when right? I finally broke you free got your of break. my cage. Yeah. Uh, I, I hung around for a little bit of Attack on Titan while I was getting some work done on the laptop. And, uh, I mean, it was really enjoyable, but I had been in that goddamn yeah. room all you're, fucking weekend. You're ready to get out. So uh, I, the, I just wanted to get out and walk around. <clears throat> so the funny part <laughs> is that the Ed was in the same position. So the funny oh, yeah. part was, uh, Trina, um, uh, God, can I pronounce this right? Right. Nishimura. Yeah, I think so. Sure. We're going to hope that's it. Uh, that, that's what it's spelled like. So we're going to yeah. go phonetically anyway. So, or sorry, Trina, I might've just said Trisha. She's the voice of Mikasa on, on Attack, Attack on Titan. Titan, the English, which is a really good show, the English dubbed version. Yeah. Uh, so the cool part was, uh, so Ed comes out and he, he basically says something along the lines of, you know, Attack on Titan, so on and so forth. And then he's like, and she doesn't really need a moderator. So Yeah, he, he, said, he so, said he asked her, and yeah. she said no moderator. Yeah, so she came on out, and he was like, all right, well, I'm going to go take a break. I've been in here all day. I'm going to go see some of the con. So yeah. that was, it was really funny that I was like, man, Gabe and Ed are right yeah. on the same page right now. They're both yeah. ready to get out of here and go look at yeah. some, uh, something other than these, <laughs> yeah. these walls. Yeah. So, uh, her panel was really cool, though. The way she started off, and I don't know how much you were paying attention, but she started off the panel with basically 
you could tell she's done several cons and yeah. she's she knows the, the two questions everyone wants to ask. Yeah. So she gets up and, or she she gets on stage and she goes, All right, um, to start off with, before we start asking questions, I assume that a lot of you people want to know A, it, how I got into voice acting. Raise your hand. And you know, half the room raises yeah. their hand. And she's like, Okay, cool. Um, and then keep your hands up. And if you want to know it, how you can get into voice acting, raise your hand. The, uh, another fourth of the room yeah. raises their hand. And then she goes, all right, well, we're going to get those questions out of the way. And she handles it like a boss. She yeah. just, she gets up, she does it. She's like, all right, well, you know, here's my story. Here's how I got into it. Here's yeah. how you can get into it. She just do anything you can. Work in any field you can in, in the arts. And mm. don't just try to do voice acting, so on and so forth. Gets out of that. Mm. And she's like, now let's ask questions. Yeah. She's like, I'm tired of answering those. I don't want you guys to waste your time. Yeah. Here's the answer. Let's move on. Yeah. And then uh, the, the funny part was, I want to get back to, um, before I forget, with her, Somebody comes up and asks one of those dumb questions we mentioned several yeah. times. What where was it like <clears throat> working with well, it was It was actually yeah. worse than that because it was more like, so what else have you been in? Yeah. And she was like, she was like, well, you know, honestly, I've done a lot of work. I really don't, off the top of my head, couldn't name it. So let me, uh, just give me a second. I'll look that up on my phone and we'll go back to it. <laughs> and then never goes back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, she Good handled it. It was she a dumb it, question. She handled it so well, though. Because it wasn't like a, all right, idiot, I'm going to look it up for you. She played yeah. off like, no, literally, I can't remember. So I'm going to look it up on my phone mm. like you can. Like, didn't say it, but it was one of those. You can do this too. Yeah. And then we'll come back to it later. And then it just ignored that. Yeah. And the whole crowd kind of was like, well played. Like, yeah. <laughs> good job. Except the one person who asked who probably well didn't get played, the Well played, clerks. Yeah. Well played. It was really, it was really well done. Uh, and then it was just a really, <clears throat> a really entertaining panel. And it, it was so, um, it was so intriguing of, a, yeah. of content that I actually went and, and watched some Attack on Titan. I haven't watched any more. Uh, I, I'm actually trying to find the English uh, dubbed version. I've watched yeah. some of the the, the sub hmm. the subtitles. I've watched the subbed version on Netflix or Amazon. Is that is that what's on Netflix? They yeah. don't have they don't they have don't the have English. The English. Dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking. I think, for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because what I've watched of Attack on Titan has all been it's subtitles, all, which yeah. doesn't bother me. No, I don't. It doesn't bother me either. But I'd rather. Yeah. I, I kind of want to hear her character just because she yeah. was there. I just I figured yeah. I'd give it a shot. So. Uh, I plan on finding that at some point and be able to watch it. If you guys know where to find it yeah. in a legal fashion, yeah, uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, at HowItStacks. So, yeah. uh, or shoot us an email, HowItStacks at gmail.com. Uh, so then after Attack on Titan was the Sons of Anarchy panel, unless I'm With Kristen wrong. Renton. Yeah. yeah. And she, uh, were you back for that? Uh, no, no, I, I missed that one entirely. Okay, so I, I mean, I'll go through it pretty quickly because I've never watched Sons of Anarchy. I don't yeah. really have an interest in it. Personally. I've watched. I mean, I've watched a couple of seasons of it. It's a good okay. show. I just, yeah, uh, Kristen Renton wasn't a huge role, right? And she evidently was a horrible person in that show. Um, yeah. But the funny part is, she's she was really... just a really awful, awful hooker. Yeah, but the, yeah. the best part is, I, or maybe it was a porn star. It was a porn star or a hooker. Something uh, in the sex. Trade. A, I think she's a prostitute. If yeah. I if I'm remembering the conversation yeah. correctly, because the best part is, she uh, she talks about how people randomly see her in public and they're like, "I effing hate you," and yeah, she, she takes heard... it as a compliment. Yeah. She's like. She's like, thanks. Just means I'm a good actress. It's like I actually saw a, I saw an interview with the kid that plays Joffrey on Game of Thrones, right. who is just the most despicable fucking character ever. <laughs> and like, and he's he's 
he went on kind of the same topic in the interview I saw him in where he was like, people don't really get that I'm not that character. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't it's like actually a kill hookers with crossbows. Right. It's like know? a Kramer thing where like yeah. you, you just get, a, you just, you're just assumed to be a buffoon or yeah. whatever your, your character yeah. is. It just, you can't be serious. When you play that, that character that well, right. people will hate you people, in real life. Because <laughs> it, it, you've got two ends of that spectrum. Either you're that good of an actor or you're just playing yourself at that point. Yeah. And more often than not, people are playing themselves if yeah. they're that good. So they yeah. just assume that's who you are. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Keanu Reeves. Like yeah. He's either a really good actor or he's yeah. just kind of a stoner surfer type person. Yeah. And most people assume it's the latter. Yeah. So uh, he plays those roles really well. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a good panel, though. She was super cool. Um, I, I don't have enough interest in Sons of Anarchy, so I probably won't watch it. But yeah, it's a good whatever. show. Yeah, I I mean, might, it's a good show. I uh, they kind of lost me when they went to Ireland, but in in part of one of the seasons, they they go to Ireland for a purpose that I'm not going to spoil. But uh, it it is one of the weaker points on the series. Hmm. But it's it really good. Uh, I I watched probably the first four or five seasons of it. It's okay. a good show. So and then uh, up. while while you were doing all that, yeah, what were you doing? I uh, um, I, I I relished the opportunity to get out of that fucking room is what I right. did. Uh, Are you tired of the? I went over the... to it was just be it being in that fucking room all weekend was just wearing on me, <laughs> and uh, so I walked back over to the base center and you know just poked around the uh, the vendor floor for a minute and then I was like, hey, wait a minute, I've actually got to be back over here and about uh, back over in that room in about an hour and a half, right? To uh, to do uh, Dave David Warner, Warner. yeah, which was awesome. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so I I took the opportunity to uh, and I'm glad I did because if I hadn't done this now, I wouldn't have been able to. I went up to the celebrity room to get something signed by Ricky Simons and Alan Hoppenheimer. Okay. And uh, so I went up there, and uh, I, I walked in, and, and you know, Ricky Simons, Olivia Dabo, and Alan Oppenheimer's tables were all right next to each other. And I had had a little bit of time to talk to Olivia Dabo the day before, just, you know, just real brief, you know, hey, great panel. You right. know, I enjoyed everything. It was really cool. And she's a really sweet lady, too. Um, but I went over, and I made a beeline for Alan Oppenheimer's table, uh, which didn't really have anybody in front of it. And from what I understand, it was one of the only times in the weekend where his table didn't have a line. Really? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, a lot of people... You weren't the only excited person yeah. to see him there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which I was I was glad to hear. Uh, but uh, I, I went over there. I got him to sign a picture of Skeletor and personalize it and everything. It's hanging on my wall now. I'm Fantastic. super goddamn proud of it. <laughs> uh, Hearing his bit during the uh, voice actors theater was great. Oh so. yeah. While I was doing all that, I got to meet you know Ricky Simons and and Alan Oppenheimer and Olivia Dabo, who I'd already met. But you know it was nice to sit down and and gush at him for just a minute. Right. David Warner was a really cool one because. Uh, a lot of, yeah, I mean, everybody knows him from Tron, but he's, he's one of those actors who's been in everything. Right. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, he was in the Royal Shakespeare company for many, many years doing classic plays. Uh, I think he said he's been King Lear and Richard the fourth and he's done everything. He's, you know, classic stage actor. And uh, that's what I really wanted to know about. And I actually got a chance to to ask him about it on one of the questions I think I got on video. 
I don't remember. I don't know if that one was in there or not. I don't remember seeing any of I his thought stuff I got in there. One, but I don't remember seeing any video from him. I'll, uh, maybe I'll go back and double pictures. check. I don't yeah. know. We'll double check. But uh, really, really cool, uh, cool panel. Uh, it's really kind of a another kind of an acting masterclass kind mm-hmm. of panel, like it was with Mira Furlan, where it was things that. Basically, he was he was giving knowledge, right? You know, he was giving his experience, and it was just a really, really cool panel. We've got lots of pictures and maybe some video from <laughs> maybe. that. Maybe, maybe we'll have to dig through the stuff. Uh, and then uh, that was the last one of the no, that wasn't no, the last. Uh, one. Harry Potter was the last one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Georgiana. Actually, I actually left out for this one too. It was it was pretty good. So the weird part was she. Um, it's, and admittedly, she was a super small part, and her part came in like halfway through the movie. So it was just a, yeah. like she started filming, in, in, at least in the movie chronology. Uh, Georgina Leonid- uh, Leonidas. Yes, she um, she came in. Her part was the, the the Quidditch captain who got hurt during the the crazy Quidditch match with yeah. um, what's his name? It was in Deathly Hallows one, right? I, I don't remember the movie. I don't remember the movie. Okay. The, the the titles and what happens mm. in them. I'm not. I'm not that big of a fan. Um, Neither am I. No, but it was the it was the movie where um, the stupid blonde kid uh, that everyone hates with the yeah. slicked back hair yeah. uh, cursed a ball and, and yeah. tried to kill someone. Yeah, uh, and ended up hurting like her. you do. Yeah, <laughs> like you do when you're evil. Uh, ended yeah. up hurting uh, Georgina's character, and I honestly don't remember her character because okay. I'm a horrible person. But um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it was really cool. She was super, super sweet. She actually did a, um, instead of doing a, a selfie with the crowd, she yeah. got with the crowd and took a picture, which was kind of cool. So uh, she was overwhelmed with how many people showed up for her panel. Yeah. I think originally there was supposed to be another um, person there from Harry Potter who had to cancel. Yeah. Um, she, was, I think, had purple hair in the movies. I don't remember yeah. her name. But she canceled, and then Georgiana was like, I didn't think this many people would show up. Like, mm. I don't know what to do with this. Like, I, my part wasn't that big. I don't know why yeah. you guys are here. Like, it was, yeah. it was really cool to see uh, her honest uh, response to the, the crowd. But it, it, we wrapped up the, the Sunday with her panel on Harry Potter. Took a, a really cool giant photo um, that yeah. got posted and people are loving, evidently. And uh, that's, I think that's a wrap for day three. Uh, pretty much. Well, after, uh, I mean, me and you met up, and we compared notes in the media room and everything. Right. And I bumped into uh, some friends of mine from over at Fox 10 and uh, sat and talked with them for a minute. Uh, after we parted ways, I drove out, and just because I hadn't been there before, I drove down to the Fish House to okay. see that was what one, was going one of the major on. Parties was. They, yeah, they still had it was the only place that was doing parties on Sunday night after right. the convention. That was there were there were some people eating in one of the restaurants, but because uh, the the Fish House is huge, right? It's multi level, you know, big compound style place, and uh, man, it was a, it was a sad place. Really, <laughs> there was not there, there was nobody there. No, okay. Uh, I mean, there was just nobody around. Probably they had a. Sunday, uh, they had like an Adirondack chair, okay, decked out to with like shitty wooden swords to make it look like uh, the, 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 the 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 game of the, the throne. Yeah, thing. the the Iron Throne. Yes. That's what it's called. Yeah, so it's like have your picture taken on the Iron Throne, and it was all like it was it was a fucking Adirondack lawn chair. 
with with like wooden sword handles sticking out of the sides, oh, spray painted, spray painted like silver. silver. Man, yeah. Nice. Oh, it was it was embarrassing. Like I, I wanted to take a look at it, but Fish House, step your game up with your with your photo ops next year. Yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe maybe reach out to somebody who makes props. Yeah, I mean there there are ample opportunities to have you know to have professionals do that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so I, I went down and I looked at that and I floated around downtown for a little bit and I almost went and saw Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, <laughs> because it was like 20 bucks and yeah. I was there and okay. it would have been cool to see. But at that point, I had already spent too damn much money. and I was just ready to go home Fair and enough. start working on all of this shit that we've been doing for the last month. Yeah. The stuff you've been enjoying since the con is the reason yeah. we left pretty early on. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that pretty much wraps up day three. I mean, uh, uh, what's what's your overall? I mean, overall, what do you think? it was a yeah, ton of fun. Um, yeah, it was a blast. Next year, next year, I I am not going to bring kids. That's yeah. my biggest takeaway this year. Yeah. Outside of <laughs> obviously, the, the con was fun. The yeah. panels were overall were, were great. There were and a it's not that, that were, it's not that it's not a kid friendly environment. It's right. totally a kid friendly environment. Covering it as media. Yeah. With a three and a half year old and yeah. a two month old. Like I mean, if you, and and that's the thing is, if you had been able to to bring the kids on Sunday. Instead of Saturday, it would have been so much better. Oh yeah, because I mean so they allowed better. strollers in the building. Right, uh, they had the the kids classes for the art stuff. Right. It would have been really cool. Well, and I think we don't want to give the impression that it's yes. not a family friendly no, environment. I, I it totally is. I meant for me and what I'll be doing. Yeah, it's not conducive for me to bring family. So yeah, uh, it's like trying to be a sports photographer at the Super Bowl and bring your kid. It's just yeah. not. A, you don't do that. Yeah. It's a bad idea. So. Uh, next year, if they go, it'll be it'll be a, like a Sunday event where yeah. it's the, the the family day, yeah. and then um, it won't they I won't be able to trying to drag them with me yeah. because that just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping it would work out, but it did not. So yeah, I mean uh, overall, I mean uh, overall I, my fantastic. stuff for the con. Yeah. Overall my con, my stuff for the con, man, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, even, I don't, I even don't... being stuck in that room all weekend. I still don't really have anything to complain about because it was one of the places where the bigger panels were going you on. So I got to cons- see some yeah. really cool panels. You had, you had good, consistent panels throughout the weekend. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. So. I mean, I can't really say that there was any panel that I saw that was less than awesome. I mean, all of them really just blew me away. So, you know, right. if you've heard me bitching about staying in the same room all weekend, it's just because I get antsy when I have to sit still. What you what you don't know is that he's over here tapping his feet because we've been sitting here for 45 minutes yeah. or an hour and, yeah, and just sitting here, so... So, uh, we're, as a matter of fact, we're already over an hour, so we need to go on and wrap this up. But, uh, uh, overall Pensacon complete fucking success. It's awesome. If you've never been before go next year, it's, uh, it's been all of a couple of days since they opened up the, uh, the hotel reservations for for next year for the crown plaza where all the stuff is going down. And they're already seventy five percent booked. Well, at, after two days, it was seventy eight percent, and that's been a couple of days now. So I don't know yeah. how much they have left. Yes, yeah, so if they you want to take it, if you if you want to stay in the hotel, book your reservation for next year now. If they're because still that's how big of a success <laughs> yeah. this fucking convention was. If they're still available. and will continue so. to be yep. so. Uh, huge success. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think we speak for JD as well. It was, yeah. it was a huge success, ton of fun. He only didn't go Sunday because of family stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that pretty much does it. That so, wraps uh, up day three and Pensacon in general. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off with the exit? Yeah. So uh, I'm Bulldog. And I'm Willis. Thanks for listening to How It Stacks. That's right. Next time, 
and this is how it stacks. But don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get there. Uh, one day. Yeah. First time in. First time. Yeah. Let's try it again. <laughs> I'm Bulldog. I'm Willis. And this is How It Stacks. Ladies and gentlemen, I am JD from How It Stacks, and I want to give a big thank you to Modern Ensemble Music in Daphne, Alabama. These guys were gracious enough to have us in here to record our show, and I want to give a shout out to them and what they do. They teach music lessons for all ages that specialize in rock and jazz of all various types of instruments. So if you want to get educated and get your music on, get in touch with Modern Ensemble Music. That's modernensemblemusic.com. Get musicated. I got bad news for you. Your t-shirt sucks. You should take it off and buy a new one. And the best place to buy a new t-shirt is www.geek-io.net slash tfury. Because I can have a t-shirt, you can have a t-shirt, but you better not get it from anywhere else but tfury. I am JD, and I approve this message. Hi, this is JD. You know me from How It Stacks and other popular things that haven't quite caught on yet. But something that has caught on, that would be Think Geek. And everybody loves Think Geek because you can get Han Solo ice cubes, Daleks, sonic screwdrivers. Hell, I'm drinking a screwdriver now, but only because, you know, I love Think Geek. And you can get all of those things except for, you know, a screwdriver at geek-io.net slash thinkgeek. And once again, I'm JD from How It Stacks and other things. Thank you.